Welcome to the Copy Dates Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Taylor, copywriter, bookworm, and founder of the Copy Template Shop. I believe that anyone can write strong copy, and I'm here to teach you how to write words that sell your online offers while prioritizing real connection, serving your audience, and simply being who you are. I know you have a message that deserves to be heard and unique skills that need to be shared. And in each episode, I'll give you an actionable tip so that you can write better copy, reach more people, and sell your offers in an easy and authentic way. So grab a hot drink and get ready to cozy up with your weekly dose of magnetic messaging and captivating copy. Welcome back to the Copy Dates podcast, where we are talking all about sales pages and sales page copy this month. The last few weeks, we have been talking about some of the different sections of your sales page. So far, we have talked about the FAQ section in episode eight and the features section or, you know, the offer presentation section of your sales page in episode nine. But today, I kind of want us to take a step back and focus on the bigger picture of sales page structure. Because the question that I get asked a lot is, what sections should I be including on my sales page? And sure, there are some sections that you really can't miss, the FAQ and the feature section, you know, being a couple of them. But honestly, this is a really tricky question to answer because like most things in copy and most things in, I think, business in general, it just depends. How often have I already said that phrase on this podcast? We're only in episode 10 and I feel like I have said it depends a lot, but it's so true. And especially in this case, the Sections that you include and how you structure your sales page is really going to depend on a few really important things, including who you're actually selling to, where the traffic to your sales page is coming from, right? Like how cold versus how warm that audience is, how much trust you've already established with the reader versus how much trust building you need to do, how novel your concept is. If you are introducing this like brand new concept and this brand new framework that maybe your reader hasn't really seen before, if your offer is really innovative, that's going to influence what sections belong and like how many statistics and case studies and all of that that you need. But really the one big thing that sums up almost all of these important questions And the one big thing that I believe makes the biggest difference when considering which sections to include on your sales page is it depends on what type of offer you're selling. Now, okay, there's one thing I want to address in general. I have found, and I know that I'm not alone in this. I know that a lot of people will resonate with this. It is just as difficult to sell a low ticket offer as it is a high ticket offer. 
And there's a really, really good reason for this. And this was a big wake up call for me in my own business. I honestly, if I was like weighing it, I think it is still a bit easier for me to sell a $2,000 or a $3,000 service than it is for me to sell a $27 workbook when initially I kind of thought it would be the opposite. So I want to start this conversation by getting that idea out of the way, okay? I think we often assume that if an offer is lower in price, it's going to be easier to sell and vice versa. And here's why I think that is not generally true. When we start reminding ourselves what selling actually is, we realize that selling is simply a conversation. Each and every sale is a conversation. And yeah, that conversation is going to look different, but it's still a conversation. Selling a $47 offer to a hundred people means having 100 different conversations. You have had to sell to those 100 people in a slightly different way because everybody's different and everybody is going to be motivated by slightly different things. Whereas selling a $3,000 offer to three people means having three conversations. And do those conversations look and sound different? Yeah, absolutely, right? You are not getting on sales calls to sell a $47 offer. At least I really hope you're not because that is a, it's just not a good use of your time and, you know, boundaries. But the conversation is the same. There is still a conversation happening. The level of understanding between you and your buyer has to be the same. The energy you bring to that conversation and the clarity that you bring to that conversation has to be the same. So let's get that out of the way first. Nothing that we're going to talk about today actually has to do with the ease of selling. It's all going to be around messaging and coffee because this is the Copy Dates podcast. Because the sales messaging you need to sell a low ticket offer, let's say that that low ticket offer is $47. That messaging is going to be really different than the messaging you need to sell a $47 per month membership program. Even though it's that same initial price point, right? Even though that that first hurdle is the same and the initial investment for that first sale is the same, the way we need to communicate with our buyer and the conversation we need to have with our buyer is going to be very different in each of these situations. Even if you are targeting very similar buyers with your different offers, this is still going to be true for you. Let's say that you've created this full product suite, you know, of low ticket, mid ticket, high ticket offers. And let's say that the whole offer suite uh, caters to female entrepreneurs who sell online and they've been in business for one to five years. Despite the fact that your different offers serve this very similar niche across the board, there's still going to be at least three very different things that you need to take into consideration. And the first is the problem that your offer solves, right? Chances are your one-time $47 digital product 
doesn't solve the exact same problem as your recurring $47 a month membership. If it solved the same problem in the same way, you would have a really hard time selling your membership, right? Because everybody would just go and buy the one-time digital product instead. On the flip side of that, the second thing to consider is that the transformation your offer delivers is going to look different. A $47 low ticket product is probably going to give them a quick win transformation, right? Something that they can sit down and implement that day or in the next couple of days and see results and get the transformation that you are promising. Whereas ideally your $47 a month membership needs to have an ongoing benefit. The transformation is going to be delivered over time, which is why you are delivering it in this ongoing recurring container. And when you bring both of these things together, the third thing that you actually need to consider is your buyer's motivations. Because the problem you're solving is different and because the transformation that you're delivering is different, the buyer's reason for buying is also going to be different. Their motivations are going to be different. And that means that the way that we sell to them and the way that we have conversations with our buyers needs to be different to reflect those different motivations. Are you launching a membership or group coaching program soon? Or maybe you'd love to see a boost in sales in your existing membership, but don't know where to start? Then you need to get your hands on my membership sales page copy template. As the newest addition to the copy template shop, this template was created specifically to help you sell a recurring membership product and speaks to the unique pain points and objections that come up with this type of offer. It follows the exact structure of sales pages I've written for my one-on-one -on -one clients who went on to have multi-five-figure membership launches. And it's sure to help you write your high-converting sales page in way less time. Head to copytemplateshop.com forward slash membership to get immediate access and start writing your membership sales page right away. Let's imagine that you were offering sales calls for all of your different offers. It didn't matter what price they were, right? That would be bananas, but let's just pretend that you were doing it. The questions somebody asks when they get on a sales call with you to talk about your $3,000 done for you service, they're going to be really, really different questions than the person who wants to chat with you before joining your low ticket membership program. And the questions that person asks are going to be completely different than somebody who is sending you questions about your $47 digital product. Maybe you've even experienced this, right? Even if you're not offering sales calls, you might have people sliding into your DMs and sending you emails and questions about your different offers. And it's really important to remember that the main reason we have a sales page in the first place is to either replace those sales calls completely, right? Because it gives them all the information they need. They don't necessarily need to get on a call with you. Or at minimum, our sales page's job 
is to give our buyers the information they need to come to that sales call feeling informed and empowered and prepared, right? It gives them the information they need so they can ask really specific questions about whatever their last few hangups may be. And so regardless of whether it's, you know, replacing your sales call or informing a sales call, this sales page is where you are having that initial conversation with your buyer. Yeah, it's kind of one-sided, right? Like you're not actually talking, but you've written that copy in a way that encourages that conversation. That is its job. So it is also your job when writing your sales page copy to preempt those questions. You want to assume that you know what your buyer's questions and hangups and objections are going to be, and then you need to make sure that they're answered on your sales page. And when you think about it that way, doesn't it become really obvious that the sections you include on your sales page are really going to depend on what you're actually selling? Because as we've established, right, the questions that you need to answer are going to be different. The conversations are going to be different. And that's exactly why I created individual sales page templates for the copy template shop, right? Because the way that you sell a mini offer needs to be very different from the way that you sell a membership, for example. These are two that I've really heavily researched lately when creating those two sales page templates. So I'm going to keep referring back to them as an example. I want you to think about a time that you got sucked in and you buyed one of those many $27 or $47 offers, probably from a Facebook ad. If you're anything like me, you bought a lot of them, especially lately, because a lot of them are just like really amazing. They're really great. And I can't believe the transformation sometimes that are delivered in a $47 product. I personally call them mini offers. Some people call them tiny offers. They're also commonly just called low ticket offers and they usually belong as part of an LTO or a slow funnel, a self-liquidating offer funnel. And usually they are being sold to first time buyers. A lot of the traffic for these lower ticket products is coming from Facebook ads or at least from some source where the buyer generally hasn't had a huge amount of time to get to know the seller, right? Their exposure to that seller is, is pretty minimal. So if you were thinking about buying one of these offers, what is the biggest question that you would want answered? It's probably, can I trust this person? Or can I trust that this product works? Which means by nature of that, your sales page, in order to guide that conversation, needs to have a lot of trust building sections, especially social proof, right? You are going to need lots of social proof and you are going to need different types of it. And it's going to need to be strategically placed throughout your sales page. On the other side of that, I want you to think about any membership that you've joined. And if you've never joined a membership before, just think of any subscription service that you've ever signed up for. Even Netflix is a great example, okay? We would be less likely to sign up for Netflix if we knew it was just going to give us continued access to the exact same, I don't know, 100 TV shows and movies for the lifetime of our subscription. 
What we love about Netflix is the novelty of it. They're constantly adding new content, new original content. All of the movies we didn't get to go see in the cinema, they're adding it to Netflix. And we are only going to keep paying for our subscription if we keep getting fresh new value from it. And your membership, if you're selling a membership in your business, is the exact same way. You need to include copy that explains why you have created this membership subscription model. Copy that clearly communicates why it's worth being a member and why it's worth that ongoing investment. Why should someone join your membership that's all about streamlining and scaling your business if they could just as easily purchase a course about the same thing and only pay for it once, right? That's why when it comes to selling a membership, you need sections on your sales page that clearly show the reader things like the step-by-step journey you're going to be taking them on, how that journey is going to get them results, and what kind of ongoing benefit it provides, right? It could be ongoing access to you, ongoing support from a community, ongoing new content being dripped out. What is it that you've included and why is that important? And this is why relying on generic sales page templates and copy swipe files doesn't always work. They are a great start, okay? I don't wanna knock them down. If this is part of your process, I think that's amazing. Whatever it is that saves you time and makes copywriting easier for you is a win in my book. But if you, so if you have a sales page template that's working for you, you know, it's helping you get things done faster, that's awesome. Copy swipe files are the bomb.com. I use them all the time. I keep them organized, you know, in my Google Drive folder and everything. But when you're ready to step up your sales and to step up your copywriting skills, and especially when you're ready to scale your offer, You need to stop saying to yourself or to your designer, I love Amy Porterfield's sales page. I love Jenna Kutcher's sales page. I love Mary Forleo's sales page. And it seems to be really working well for her because she clearly makes a lot of sales. So let's just copy her structure, right? That's often what we're doing with swipe files. We're looking at what's working for somebody else. More often than not, it's a celebrity entrepreneur. And we're saying, oh, She's clearly generating a lot of sales from that. So let's use that as general best practice, right? But you got to stop doing this. (laughs) And I say that with complete and total love because it's not doing you justice. You have created an amazing offer and you need to then create a sales page that is just as unique as the thing you've created because Just the same way that your course or your membership program or your digital download product is completely different than what somebody else is selling, the way you sell it and the conversation you have around it also needs to be different. And that doesn't mean you have to start from scratch, okay? You can still use templates, and I highly recommend that you do use templates and frameworks and look at others for inspiration, But it does mean you have to stop relying on what other people are doing and instead figure out what works for you, for your offer, and your audience. And that is why I will always advocate 
to get specific, right? Use specific sales page templates for anything that you're creating, really. The conversation that needs to happen around a $47 offer is different than the conversation that needs to happen around a recurring $47 membership investment. And your sales page is where that conversation happens most of the time. So it's important to make sure that your sales page is curated for that conversation. You need to make sure it answers the questions that need to be answered, that it demonstrates the proof that needs to be demonstrated, and that it guides the conversation in the way it needs to happen to actually make that sale. So for today's coffee break, I want to talk a little bit about a section that you can introduce to any type of sales page that's going to help you clearly communicate the positioning of your offer and convince your readers to buy it rather than investing in something else. And that is what I call the offer differentiator. Now, this is going to look a little bit different depending on what it is that you're actually selling. Let's go back to my common refrain of it depends, right? But today, I simply want you to make sure that each and every one of your sales pages has a clear offer differentiator. It's basically a section that emphasizes why your offer is different than anything else that the buyer may have purchased and tried before or even thought about buying. What is it that makes your specific offer unique? Don't just weave it into your sales copy in the other sections. Make sure you are pulling it out, you are drawing attention to it, and you are giving your reader a really clear and obvious glance into what makes your product so unique. Okay, And this is the same even if you don't have sales pages. Let's say you have a shop with product descriptions. This also belongs in your product descriptions. Explain why this product is different. So check out your sales pages. Make sure you are clearly communicating this somewhere on the page and watch that conversation change. I promise you it will. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Copy Dates podcast. I hope that this episode has helped you feel more confident in your ability to write copy and that you're feeling excited about sharing your message and offers with the world. If you love what you learned, be sure to hit that follow button so you never miss a future episode and leave us a review so we can reach more online entrepreneurs who want to develop authentic connection with their audience through powerful copy. As always, don't forget to show me where you're tuning in from snap a pic, share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at megantaylor.co. I'd love to connect with you beyond your headphones. See you back here next week. And remember, I'm rooting for you always. Always.